Hello and welcome to That's Afterlife with me, Sally Morgan. For those of you that may not know me, I'm a medium and I have been for most of my life. All of my working life has been spent giving messages to people from the other side. I have a very successful tour, a one-woman show where I go around the country, and I've been doing that for the last 14 years. But if you looked at my life, my working life, I've been a professional medium for over 50 years. I'm 72 now, so it's my life's work. This podcast, it's there to help you heal and grow, especially after grief. I like to feel that the information that I receive, and I feel that I receive this by harnessing energy around the individual, whether that be at my shows, face-to-face, over the telephone, and of course it's Zoom nowadays, isn't it? It's a very interesting life that I have, and you know, every single reading that I give and every person that I speak to, it's a privilege. It's wonderful to be able to be doing this podcast because not only am I meeting you all, but I'm also reaching lots of people out there that are fascinated by this work that I do. Hello, everybody, and welcome to That's Afterlife with Sally Morgan. And, you know, today I'm so lucky because I'm joined by someone that I absolutely love. I love your work. And it's Jess. I'm looking at my notes so that I get this <laughs> right, the Jess. surname. It is. Impiazzi. Impiazzi. <laughs> I've written it phonetically. So, um, Impiazzi, Jess Impiazzi. And I'm going to leave it up to you, Jess, to let the listeners know exactly what you've been in, what you're famous for and what you've been up to basically yeah so um most recently i did i got back to my acting roots um, i went to theater school my whole life italia conti best time of my life and i most recently was in bbc's strike troubled blood written by jk rowling which is very good for me because i absolutely love harry potter so it was kind of a full circle for me nice um been doing bits and pieces panto at the end of the year um another series called keep calm and carry on on amazon prime with harriet thorpe oh yes um so just been keeping busy trying to trying to you know take over the acting world yeah well i think that um and there's nothing like uh, acting to take you into another world especially if your your actual world your literal world at times is challenging so we're going to start now. You know, you know that I'm a medium, don't you? Yes, I do. And basically, um, I suppose because I like to call myself a medium and I deal with the afterlife. So I, I'm sensing a few people around you. And um, is your dad in spirit? Yes. Yeah, this is your father. You're very young to have lost your dad. Yeah. Well, your dad, your dad is here. I'm very, very proud of the fact that you are, um, you know, you're picking up the pieces and you're rebuilding not just your personal life, but your business life, your your acting career. And not that you lost your acting career, but I just get a sense of you need to confirm this or whatever. Um, I, I, I really get a sense that you... You you let go of everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I definitely lost my way in my twenties. I I'd be, I had a full scholarship before that to Italia Conti from the school onto the college, um, and then some really tragic, awful things happened in my family, and I 
kind of lost my way completely till I was about 25 and then I started getting back into my acting so there was yeah. this break and I completely lost myself my way everything yeah. well I, I get a sense of um I mean you're older than 25 now you're still very young darling but you're <laughs> older than 25 now and I just really feel that in the last 18 months I mean I know nothing about you darling but I feel that in the last 18 months you sort of have revisited very similar feelings that you were just talking about mm-hmm. that you had in your 20s. And, um, you know, this is really lovely to be able to tell you this. Life is very cyclical, you know. So we we have, like, the you know, the dark side of the moon, but we know that we, we are going to sort of, like, navigate that and come out and be in the light again, you could yeah. say. And you are definitely coming out of quite a dark period. And your dad, I've got your grandmother here as well, and your your dad is is saying that. Um, and who's Marie? Who's Maria? Um, my mum has a friend. She hasn't passed on though, but she did have. She was suffering from cancer, I think. So right. So Maria, your your dad mentions me. So mummy sees Maria, does she? Yeah, but I'm wondering if my granddad on my mum's side was Italian, so I don't know if there's... I don't remember his mum's name. I never met them. Right, so that's your mother's father? Um, yes. So there's my granddad and my nan on my mum's side. I didn't really know on my dad's side. Yeah, well, your your grandmother, she's in spirit... Yeah. ..because she's standing here with your dad. Yeah. And most definitely, um, they're here to encourage you to carry on along the path that you are at the moment. You've got lots of different little branches coming off of that path, and that's definitely to do with your work. Mm-hmm. So lots of opportunities for you. And I think that you are you are going to literally grab that. You're going to grab your life uh, with both hands and run with it. Yeah. Your dad's just a little bit concerned about where you're living. Mm-hmm. And it, nothing wrong with where you're living, but you could find yourself struggling slightly with um, feeling as if you're happy there. You're totally happy there. Does does that make sense to you? Yes. Um, I, I love my little safe space, but I am... I'm, I'm close to where my mum lives, but I can, I think, maybe with current circumstances, I am quite lonely because um, it's just me. Yeah. Um, so I guess... That would make sense in that respect. Like, I'm happy to go back to a safe space because I don't really feel like I've got that anywhere else. Mm. But um, I, I don't, I don't feel by what I'm picking up from your dad, sort of um, sensing him that it's like where you where you're living. It's almost as if you want it to be the perfect space that it always was, mm. but it's. Someone has spoilt it. It's been, um, you know, it, it's like we 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 order a lovely birthday cake, mm. and then we leave it on the side, and we're gonna have a lovely lovely time. And someone puts a thumb mark on it. It's spoiled. It's even like it's so yeah. silly. It's just a th- and it's a bit like where you're living has been squashed by someone's fingerprint, yeah. and <laughs> you don't look at. You're not looking at it in the same way that you did, yet there's no reason why you shouldn't. So I I think that you could struggle with getting back the enjoyment from um, from your house, your home. Um, yeah. Is it is it an apartment? Is it a flat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A flat. yeah I I I I just feel that 
you're, there's going to be lovely opportunities around you and you're going to be feeling, do you know what? I'm going to look at that that flat, that new flat and see. And I think that you may choose to live somewhere else. Yeah. And well, there was times I was thinking of like selling up and leaving the country, <laughs> to be honest. But um, I just kind of... I'm in limbo, I guess, at the minute with everything. Yeah, that fits in. Yeah. That, that's a lovely way to put it because I, I definitely think that. And very much, and I think that you are such a home bird, you're such a little nest maker. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that you've had, um, it will be a personal blow that you really feel has, has emptied you out, has taken everything away from you. Yeah, yeah. But your father wants you to know that, you you will you know you're going to have a family and you will have a family life i mean you've got that with your mum your mum's still here isn't she because yes, she i i can see your mum around you and i can see your mum almost you could say um uh in a very therapeutical way helping you through difficulties that you you could feel that you can't overcome mm-hmm. you're still struggling in a lot of ways you know so mm-hmm. to be able to maintain a work life with the stress that you have around you personally, um, I mean, you're doing really well. Thanks, yeah. But you could feel as if you're not, but you are. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have that where I'm, it, it comes in kind of waves. I get that strength and then sometimes I just need to sit into it and then I'm I'm just trying to pull out of, of that. Yeah, that's bit. But your work's going to help you there. Yeah, 100%. And you will... Um, and you're also somebody um, that, you know, you're you're not starstruck. So if you are asked to do some work that is quite low profile or isn't going to necessarily, you know, push your profile like that bang, you'll say yes to it. You know, you're not you're you're, you're not this diva. And I think that um, that's going to help you come to terms with the fact that, you know, you'll sit back and you'll think, I'm really lucky I'm able to work. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, I feel like there's a lot gone on over the last, just especially over the last two years. And I, I do feel that when I'm at work or w- doing anything to do with me working, it pulls me out of a hole. Yeah. So I, I love being at work. I love being busy. Yeah, well, I, I feel, I mean, I don't know anything about your life, but I just feel that... Um, You've taken a real battering with your health. Yeah, I have. Um, I was diagnosed with lupus in oh. August last year, um, and that's been really up and down. Um, I've been really, really sick on days, and it's quite unpredictable. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about lupus, but I I can sense, and I just get this information from your dad, that your health has really taken a battering. Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, that you may have been quite afraid it was something worse than lupus. Yes, there was at one point I thought I was dying um, because the doctors couldn't figure out what it was because it's yeah, quite hard to sense. diagnose lupus. And it wasn't until I was covered in rashes and I'm very lucky to have a friend who's a doctor and I was sending her pictures and she said, go and test for this because you need to rule out lupus. And it turned out it was lupus. So and my autoimmune, it's an autoimmune disease, so my body just kind of attacked itself. Selena Gomez has it, actually. That's why she had her kidney transplant. Right. Well, I think that you've... You, what This is all to do with... I mean, I don't think that... Um, any your personal life helped in, mm. in 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 any way where this where your um your immune system was taking a battering yeah uh, because 
you just wanted to carry on, which we do. I mean, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, when we're in the entertainment business, you 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 know, we you put yourself out there, and you can't have it both ways. You've got to be there yeah. um, for for the for your public and for the people. And I think that that hasn't helped with your immune system, but. I think, I don't know if in the last two weeks even, you're under a new team of doctors, are you? Um, I've spoken to other doctors, literally yesterday actually, um, mm. who were consulting with the other doctor that I normally see to just, because I had a bit of a flare up and I can't, when that happens I can't move my joints and it's like I can't even cook myself dinner. I'm in like just immobile. Mm. Um and so they've been having some chats and then later on today I'm actually picking up more medication. So, yeah, there's been changes. Yeah, well, I can see that the changes with, well, I would call it a new team because mm. it's it's uh, new doctors that are rethinking how perhaps yeah. they can help you in a slightly different way. That's definitely going to help. Mm-hmm. And that will enable you to say yes to work that perhaps you would have thought, well, you know, you'd want to know more information about it. Is it in this country? Have I got to travel here? Have I got to do this? Have I got to do that? You'll just be able to say yes to it. Yeah. Um, why is Spain in your life? Um, one of my best friends lives in Spain from school, actually. Talia Conti, we speak quite a lot. We've been speaking a lot recently, actually, and she moved over there oh, years and years ago, so we always stay in contact. You're, you're going to visit Spain? So, And I do think it's... Um, for a like a personal visit and from that you will um look at relationships and you will look at um uh, clawing back you could say ownership does that i don't know what that what i'm saying there but i i really feel you've had something taken away from you that you shouldn't have done yeah. <laughs> and I don't just mean, um, this is really interesting, I don't just mean feelings, obviously feelings happen, but I think maybe something even literally. Does that make sense? Yes, Sally, this is crazy. So when I was getting sick, uh, I haven't even told anyone about this, really. I've put hints, I think, but when I was getting sick, I thought it was my implants making me ill and I've always had fake boobs since I was 18 because I'm so flat-chested and I was really, really insecure about it. And when I got sick... I had them removed because I thought it was that, but I don't think it was them now. I think it was the chronic stress of some other things going on. And I had them removed and I've been very insecure and and shy about that and trying to hide. Well, do you know that is really interesting because I do think that you, and I want you to sort of do this here Mm. as well, like just sort of like um, in a a literal way, you you feel you've had something to, but I think that, I think you were in a relationship then. Yes, I was. And I don't think you got the support that you needed. No, never. (laughs) And I think, if anything, um, that decision, which was made incredibly bravely, um, I I think that instead of building you up, that person, um, that that was a bit of a weapon for him. Yeah to use against you or to say to you, well, you're going to have to have them put back or you need, instead of like... Uh, giving you support and saying to you that you know leave it let's just see how it goes and yeah we might be able to find somebody that can do something that where it I mean I don't I know nothing about (laughs) implants but it's a bit like I feel that you will you're having to come to terms with that as well yeah I had to there was a lot of things that just weren't acceptable and I 
I needed support. I needed... You needed to be accepted for the decisions that you were making and yeah. you weren't. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> so you, what, the nice thing about that, and I'm sure you're looking at it like if you're not I don't feel you're with that person anymore and I think that you're now rebuilding your life mm-hmm. in the way that you want it exactly and you if you're going to have anybody in your life then they have to accept you as you are yeah yeah and I, I don't think I'd ever I think you learn lessons don't you and I don't think I'd ever tolerate anything remotely like that again so maybe it was necessary so that for my future I don't have anything like that ever again yeah oh definitely we are taken to places uh so often in our lives so that we can experience that that pit as if to say I ain't ever going back there yeah. again <laughs> and and we look at how we got into that situation and it's a bit like I'm not letting that situation happen again exactly yeah um you've got Australia in your life why is that oh my god it's my favorite place in the world like I when I was 17 my nephew he died of meningitis he was 14 months old and I was with them the whole day it happened it was just awful and I took off to Australia at 17 my first love actually the first person I ever kissed like I was obsessed with him he moved to Australia and I went over for three months um, when I was 17 which probably wasn't the best idea but I've been back so many times and my ex-husband was from Australia um I'd, I've been to Australia a lot of times well, it, comes it was back, my safety net well that's really isn't that interesting because we've been talking about um you know the challenges that you've been facing in the last 18 months and I definitely feel that uh you know a little trip if we can call it a little trip to Australia (laughs) there's just such a long way away but I think a little trip to Australia is going to revitalize you Mm. and and give you a purpose yeah so you you've got some lovely things coming up yay (laughs) yeah um who's Alex so that's my best friend in the whole wide world since I've known since I was two. Oh, so you and you speak to Alex all the all time? All the time. I just was staying with her while I had things going on. Like, I, I was her maid of honour. Yeah, maid of honour in June. Like, she's well, my best friend. Well, you see, what what I'm being shown now, we've been talking about your challenges and then your dad wants to talk about Australia. You love that. He wants to talk about Alex. You love Alex. So he's saying you've got all these situations and these people in your life that want you to be you mm. and want to support you and you know you were very brave to pull away from a situation because you could have stayed there yeah and tolerated mm-hmm. a situation that was killing you basically yeah uh, that, do you know what I've said the exact words to my friends when I, when I did pull away from the situation was that it felt like I was in a hurricane and I couldn't get out and mm. I had to grab a branch and yank myself out before I got chucked out and that's what I kind of felt like. How inspiring for others that find themselves in a situation like that because so many people do. Mm. I think that we, we so often we feel that a challenging situation is the right situation because, oh, it's showing me that I have to change mm. when, no, it's showing you actually that you don't, you shouldn't be here and you don't like this and your psyche and physically mm. and very much with you physically, yeah. it it put your body in a state where your body was screaming, help me. Yeah. So yeah. I think that you should listen to Alex and Alex makes you happy and you have a lot of fun together. Yeah. And you you will find that people in your life that shouldn't be in your life won't possibly like Alex. 
yeah, she's she's the one that sticks up for me. If she knows something's wrong, yeah. she's like, well, I was always people pleasing because I was afraid to upset anyone. Yeah. She was the opposite. So if someone came in that was a new friend or a boyfriend, she was very wary of them. And she'd be like, no, <laughs> you're not welcome. She, she's the- yeah. Well, and and also on the other foot, it's not that she's not gonna want anyone in your life. If she felt that someone was amazing for you, oh, she'd yeah. be the first to say. Oh my God! Yeah, he's 100%. incredible. You you need him in your life. Look what he's doing for you, yeah. and and I think that she's a very good sounding board for you. Yeah, she is. She she is my that's that's how exactly how I would describe her. She's my soundboard. I I can tell her everything, and she's very good at um, you know, coming back to me with what I need not what I need to hear what what is best for me. Yeah, is there someone called Kiki? Um, or Kiri? Not that like K I, like um, hold on, uh, Kaylee. Yeah, who's Kaylee? She's my other best friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kaylee Page. Um, she is. And I think people may call her like KK or Kiki. It's like you need to ask if that might be a term. KP. Of it. They call her sometimes. <laughs> KP. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's how I'm hearing it. Yeah. That's exactly. Um, she's important, and and I think you may have had just. I don't know if you've been in touch with her as much as you have with Alex. Because um, I was living with Alex. Um, ah. But we, we text often, um, but we just don't tease each other as much because we were in Panto together. Yeah. Um, so then I obviously I came to stay with Alex whilst I was sorting yeah. stuff out of my, my, my flat. Have you... Um, have you, I know people want to keep this secret, okay? <laughs> so you can sort of like just smile at me. If you're like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do a, 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 a little bit of that. But... Have you been asked to do Dancing on Ice or or, or, or um, uh, Strictly? No, but my, from my theatre background, my utter dream is all I want to do is go on Strictly kind of dancing. Yeah, you're going to get asked that. I, it's my dream. I actually had a conversation with someone literally about two weeks ago about this. That I was like, that's my dream, that's my dream. I think you're going to be asked to, for, to go on Strictly and you may find that you are, I don't know how soon... They finish a series that they start asking people. I would imagine straight away, but I think you could hear fairly soon about Strictly. Yeah, I, it's just something that I have. It takes me out of my my life has been quite at home. There's been a lot of trauma. So when I went to theatre school, the dancing, the acting, not the singing, that's a bit of a struggle for me. But those two things took me completely out of the world and put me into such a, an amazing place. And it's just what I wanted. I would love to do Strictly. Well, I think that you're on their radar. That would be nice. And um, your agent will definitely get the heads up where that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is there someone called Pierre? Um, no, but I did an indie film last year and the AD was called Pierre. <laughs> that's the only person called Pierre I know. Oh, and so and you hear from him, do you? No, no, just, just during the film. Just doing the film. Oh, you may be asked to do... Um, oh, he could put your name forward for something. Mm-hmm. That's it, because it's... Obviously, it's it's French for Peter, isn't it? But I'm hearing it as Pierre. Who's James? James. Oh, my stepdad. Oh. <laughs> I've got him Jim, that's why. Oh, yeah. So, so um, and do they don't live in France, do they? No, but they have got a little um, holiday home in France. Have... My mum and my stepdad, yeah, I'm a mobile thing. Oh. They go there like every year. Oh, right. Because there's, I think that the name Pierre comes from there as well. So, oh, 
actually their um the run, the man that runs their thing is called Pierre oh, when they're not there. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I've never met him though. I don't know him. Yeah. Oh, so you're so you see a lot of mummy and and your stepdad because yeah. they're going to be speaking about him and um it, it's it's going to be something you could do you know a little bit of reality TV. Yeah, I think. I, I dabbled in that. I did um, Slow to Big Brother in 2018, the Year of the Woman one. So I was with Amanda Barry, Anne Widdecombe. Um, oh, were you? Who else was I with? Uh, Malika from the Kardashians, Ashley James. Was, it was a nice group. Um, but I think I get too insecure doing that. It, it puts me on edge and I get really anxious. Mm. Whereas something like the dancing, when it's just judged on your dancing... I feel safer because you're kind of doing something. Yeah, it's not intrusive acting. into your personal yeah. or into you. Exactly. You know, you opening up. Yeah. I, yeah with I, the acting, um, I can put on a different face and well, I can walk out and be someone else. You can walk, be someone else. Well, you're very good at that. <laughs> but you've got some amazing work coming up that will will show you in a different light. Yeah, you're, I think you're going to be, you'll get Strictly. And of course, you'll you'll take it. You're going to take it because look at you. You said you would and everything, (laughs) but you you definitely will. Um, Is there someone called Sandy? Sandy. Um, I can't think of the top of my head of Sandy. And that's also going to be really important with your... It's going to be a woman and she's going to be important to your work. Okay. And I want to go to Birmingham. Okay. Have you got to go up there for an audition or something? I don't think so. Um, no. And do you have to visit anyone there? Do you stay there? It's it sort of like right middle England um, and possibly even Liverpool. I know that's a bit further up. Strangely, both them areas are directed to an ex-partner of mine. <laughs> oh, are but they? But they're not now. He doesn't live at either of those places. But the only time I've ever really visited those areas was because of an ex-partner oh well then that's it's like you're i'm being told you've said goodbye to that yeah and there are new things because definitely to do with something that was in your life 18 months ago and a little bit before that's gone Mm -hmm. you're you're not that it's up that actually was quite a dark period and it's gone and you um you know you thought you needed to be manipulated and you didn't Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you soon work that out. Yeah. You know, you felt um, it, claustrophobic and it's like, get, get off, get off, get off. It was a bit like that, really. Yeah. And you've, got, you've come away from that, so you've moved on, mm-hmm. which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Welcome to Mum's The Word, the parenting podcast. Where we answer the questions you want to hear about parenthood. And provide you with real, honest advice for every stage of your parenting journey. Whether you're a parent-to-be, a new mum like me, navigating those sleepless nights. Or a more experienced parent facing the challenges of raising older kids like me. We've got you covered with relatable stories, expert insights and plenty of laughs along the way. So grab your headphones, a cup of coffee or maybe something stronger. Let's get real about parenting. We're not going to be sugarcoating anything from punamis to piles. Nothing is off limits at Mum's The Word. It's a podcast for all the parents out there, our own little club. Mum's The Word. Listen wherever you get your podcast from. And hit follow so you don't miss an episode. You're a great great carer for your mum. Your mum can only be young. Yeah, well, mum's 62, I'm 35. Um, 
But she lost her eyesight. She went blind when she was 47 and I was 17. I think that's the right age, I forget. But it's been a while. Um, so when I left theatre school just before I graduated, oh, wow. I was caring for mum and taking her to Braille class and um, I'd I help her to guide the charity. So I do, you know, I was her guide runner, so I take her running every day and in the morning to keep up fitness. And um, yeah, so... Yeah, I've been a carer for my mum for you a long have. time. I, yeah. d- I didn't know. Because I can see that. I can see your father is showing... That, that, so you've had an awful lot, haven't you? With That with your mum and then losing your dad. Yeah, mum and dad weren't ever together. I don't really remember that. But my dad had actually became an alcoholic um, and then he self-neglected and then he got cancer and dementia. So... I was, yeah, I was driving down to Bognor to take his food down and then in the end I had to get carers and in the very end I had to get him into a hospice near me. So I was doing a lot of juggling around. I can see. Well, I think that your caring, the caring side where Mm. you take responsibility, you could say, but which is caring, um, is huge around you. Mm-hmm. And you sound like you've got a wonderful stepfather. Oh, I stepdad. love him, Sally, so much. Yeah. I'm obsessed with my stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Who's John? John is... Because he is somebody that also um, is really good around your mum. Yeah. I'm and somebody to... that is um, a wonderful support. So he may have something to do with your mum where her eyesight, you know, or lack of eyesight is concerned. Yeah. Um, her needs. She has that... got a lot of friends she goes blind skiing every year with a charity so i don't know if there's a guy there she's got a lot of friends over there so there could be a john within that group yeah and is that is that in france no she goes to switzerland i think and also she just got back from minnesota but they didn't have much snow she was livid okay so yeah (laughs) she sounds like she's really active so she's not letting that disability in any way affect (laughs) her life is she no in fact she's you know determined that she'll be even more fit and more you know out there doing things um so that name john it's very um i feel as if i'm in the uk Mm -hmm. but he's going to help your mum with something which will really please you okay that'd be good um and your you see your charity work um I just feel goes through the roof and you must do things for the Blind Association. Yeah, um, Guide Dogs for the Blind. So I work with the Guide Dogs charity as an ambassador. Um, I've done loads with them. Most recently I scaled down the Cheese Grater building in London to raise money and then I've done marathons around London. Um, I've climbed Kilimanjaro, Kinabalu, um, the Machu Picchu Trail. Like so I've done How amazing, how amazing yeah. is that? Yeah, so that, that keeps you busy. But what's going to happen, I think, from about April or May of this year, um, 2024, your career, and it should take priority because we have to learn a living don't we um and you deserve to have you know that really special profile you deserve that because you work really hard you're an amazing actress thanks would you you'd call yourself an actress wouldn't you yeah yeah 100 and i think because of some of the things that's happened throughout life i find it very easy to tap into different emotions like on strike it was a woman that was had a a violent relationship and all these things. And from a child, I've kind of seen that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's very easy for me to go back there. The only problem is just coming out of it again when you go home, <laughs> not yeah. taking them feelings back with you. Yeah, yeah. But you're, because you're a professional, 
and you've honed your acting yeah. skills, you do that. I mean, it is difficult. And, mm -hmm. the, you know, you're, every actor will tell you that, you know, there's been a role that they haven't been able to clear their head yeah. when, you know, the lights go out. But you, you'll you handle that. You know how to deal with that and give it a day or two and you're, it'll be gone it'll just that yeah. have been the job. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I would never worry about that. Um, you're... Um, you're not you're not a method actor you're you're you take on the character yeah. <laughs> and it's over and done with at the end of the day which yeah. is which is a skill yeah and and you're able to do that why is wales in your life I was there the other week. <laughs> my, my, one of my other best friends. I only have about five friends, but they're all my best friends. Um, Dr. Jo, she is um, she's very she's a very special person to me, and she just had a baby, and I went down to see her for about five days, maybe like a month ago. Um, but she was the one that helped me get through my lupus diagnosis right. and, and really helped me get it diagnosed quicker. Um, so I... I We'll be going to see her a lot more. Yeah, because Wales is... Um, I mean, I love Wales, but yeah. Wales for you is also somewhere that you'll find solace and you'll sort of go there and mm. you'll feel as if... I mean, there's some lovely beaches in Wales. Yeah. And I can sort of see you sitting on a beach in some sand dunes. Yeah. Uh, the water's my um, calm. Anything around water, the sea, I'm calm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, that you'll find that place... In Wales, um, and with your friend, there's there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, now, you know, I deal with spirit, mm -hmm. and you have you have a baby in spirit around you. Mm -hmm. Did you lose a baby? Um, I've had a bit of a tricky time with IVF, oh. um, and I think some chronic stress around that time obviously made my body just not work how it should have done um and obviously i said earlier obviously i lost my nephew but that was when i was 17 so that was a long time yeah, ago you, he's but, definitely there but you have a little girl in spirit yeah I, I don't know if it ever got to that stage but i uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well i i think that that may have been in your life since you were about 23 mm -hmm. so i don't know if there was an important relationship at 23 um Oh, I oh god no, that was an awful one around that age <laughs> well, the, you one know, of the worst I've ever had actually well 20, 23 stroke the beginning of your just after you became 24 um, I, I think it was an intense relationship not intense relationships are not always necessarily good yeah. but we feel um, you know um, a, a, a power with that we, we feel it's powerful in our life and mm -hmm. it's a, and I think that there, you may not even know you were pregnant. There was a pregnancy there. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't, as far as I know, I didn't have anything at that time. Not at who's, who's Paul? Um, I should have had an email from someone called Paul recently and I can't remember who it was. <laughs> well, the name Paul is quite important around you. Yeah. And... Um, it could also make you feel as if, um, you know, this is this is the first time I'm, I'm feeling affection. So it might not be from the guy with the email, but that name around you is quite important. Yeah. Um, and you've got Manchester there when I said that. That's interesting. I actually moved there with my ex-husband. I was up that way um, and I've never really lived out of Surrey. Um, 
So I was there for about four four years. What, in Manchester? Just close by, yeah, not far. Yeah, so that Manchester comes back into your life, but I think that's got something to do with work. Mm -hmm. But work and your personal life, they will overlap. So I wouldn't be surprised that the next person in your life that means something to you or you feel that you can relax with and you feel that you can... um, you know, have fun with and have a passion and be physical with. I don't think you're far away from experiencing that. I don't think it's they're going to be the love of your life and you'll be with forever. But I think it's um, it's a stepping stone mm-hmm. that takes you back into relaxing and feeling that you can trust again because your trust was really affected. Uh, yes, like I've never experienced that has been a thing for me, yeah, massively. Yeah, you uh, and whoever was in your life that that took that away from you, you really felt as if you needed to query everything, and it was like you. It wasn't comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Eggshells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really sense that. Mm. Your father's thanking you for everything that you did for him. <laughs> yeah, and really is grateful that you, he says, after he passed, he left a big, he he says, he left a big mess and you were able to, it's a bit like a ball of string not being put back together again and all knots and being um, untidy and literally untidy. So you possibly were in where he lived and it was like, well, this is like a squat. Yeah, it was. And you sorted it out and he's very grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, he was self-neglecting by the end. Um, and I had to go in and it was a process. My mum actually helped me um, with, like, bills he had not been paying, but because he, he's self-neglected, he, he just needed to be in a care home, to be honest, and I got him there in the end, but it was an absolute chaos sorting everything yeah, out. Yeah, I can see that. Well, the, yeah. I can see what he's showing me, and, yeah. I, and he's thanking you for that. Um, you're very spiritual and you are a person. I mean, do you do yoga? Yeah, um, when I, obviously the lupus is, I've been a bit more like tricky with it, but I I do love the spiritual world and I do love yoga and I do I really got into that at one point and I'm just finding my way back at the moment. Yeah, because I think that because meditation, you know, or meditative, um, you could say exercises, which I think you know you could yoga could be fit into <laughs> that quite nicely. It's not for everyone, but for you, I think it takes you into a world where you feel that you're in more control. Yeah, yeah. And that's really important because you are always, your whole life, unfortunately, going to have the odd person Mm. that thinks that you're an easy touch. Yeah. And I think that's because you're tiny and you've got this, you know, innocent face, which is wonderful. I'm not saying you're not innocent, (laughs) but you're, you're... you're quite tough, but people make the mistake of thinking you're not. Yeah, I think that's... I've always let people walk all over me, but when it comes to a point, and then I'm like, mm. actually, hang on a minute, and I do fight back. I, I don't just take it laying down, but I do until a point when it gets a bit too much, whereas I'm trying to learn to not let it get to that stage in the first yeah, place. Yeah, you need to... Right from the get-go, yeah. you need to let people know that, you know, OK, um, I will allow you in, but you know what? I'm not an easy touch, mm-hmm. and you can't walk over me. And I'm not a doormat. Yeah. You, you you need to let, and it's going to be men. 
mm-hmm. personally. You need to let them know immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have a car accident? Um, no. I've, I've... Who had the accident in a Porsche? My uncle had a Porsche, but I don't think he had an accident in it. I know there was a bit of drama around the car itself, but I don't think... In what way? Was was it... Something taken from him, from... like Yeah, a bit of, like, theft almost. <laughs> yeah. Around you, I think this has already happened, but I think you, you must have been... You've been involved in a, in a car accident. A, a tiny one when I was maybe about 18, 19, but nothing of significance. Right, so you just need to be very careful with speed mm-hmm. and definitely with high-performance cars. Yeah. And you need... If you if you find that you're in a car with someone and they're just, they're just showing off, mm-hmm. you, you need to stop that car. Yeah. Um... I mean, you have a very, very, very long life, so everything's going to be okay. And you're going to have a family. Yeah. Because you'd like children, wouldn't you? I desperately wanted children, but now I'm like, I only want that with the right person. Of course. I don't want to ever make any mistakes of not... I didn't have a nice thing growing up, and I don't ever want children of mine to grow up with what I did. And that was my main thing. So I do think certain things happen for a reason as to why it hasn't happened for me yet. But I, I just want to make sure that they're loved and cared for and safe and they know they've got a safe space. Yeah, well, that you definitely give that. I mean, yeah. that... And sometimes, you know, our experiences in life, uh, they can uh, give us aspirations um, and desires and we know what we want because of what we didn't have. Yeah. So you're, you're going to have a lovely family. And you'll be an amazing mum. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd definitely be a good mum. <laughs> Who's Steve-O? Steve-O. Um, well, my auntie's partner is called Steve. Um, and is there, does their surname begin with O? No. No. Um, There's the name Steve... I don't think it's him. There's the name Steve-O around you. Uh, quite important and may have something to do with sport mm-hmm. and uh do you represent any sport charities um no i don't um no not sports charities i've there's people been in my life that were sports people um like my ex-husband was a rugby player right um and yeah. i i i well it's just that that and you're still in touch with your ex no husband. no not at all no bad blood but no we're just not in touch at all no yeah, I've got. I think I've got someone in spirit with that name, that had something to do with the sporting world in quite a big way. Mm. So maybe to do with rugby. Um, and I think that even though you're not in touch with him, and no, as you said, no bad blood. Yeah. I actually think that over the next maybe week, you could hear some news there. Not bad news, mm-hmm. but you could hear news. Does he not live in this country? He's not from this country, but he does live here. I think he's actually married with two kids now, so he's quite happy with them. Yeah, and yeah. he's quite settled. Yeah. You ju- you just hear some news there, or your paths may cross in a very amicable way. Yeah. It's I'm not looking at anything that I want to go, oh, you need to be careful, and quite the opposite. Mm. So that's quite important around you. Your, your father is very happy at the choices that were made about his send-off. Yeah, <laughs> 
And do you, do you have his ashes? Yes, I do. They're on my, my windowsill. Yeah. And I got his um, ashes put into a necklace that I have at home. Yeah, he's very happy with the decisions that were made to yeah. do with, you know, his remains and how how you, the choices that you mm-hmm. made to have him cremated. He's very happy with that. Yeah, because I'm not ready to scatter the ashes. No. I kind of want an urn in my house and I feel like he's there with me. Yeah, and, and I would say to anyone um, when it comes to you know, the ashes and maybe scattering them or putting them somewhere. You have to be, you have to wait until you're ready. And sometimes we're never ready. Yeah. They remain with us until we go, yeah. you know, and then we join them in, in an urn next to them. So it's like you, you mustn't worry about that yeah. because your father is saying, I'm happy. Thank you so much for the choices that you made. Yeah. And he was very surprised that he had a send off like you did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause he was very lonely because it was just me that he had really and I'd see him you know I was the only one there for him and I managed to get a load of my friends turned up that never even met my dad um we had a big party in my mum's garden and my stepdad did all the cooking and laid out things we sent off um lanterns with a oh, candle light all of that. yeah that was really beautiful yeah he's yeah. thanking you for that because you ne- you needn't have done that yeah. <laughs> because he was on his own, really, and mm-hmm. only had you. But you made sure that people were happy around you yeah. and <laughs> were say, celebrating his life. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't a bad man. He was no. just confused. Exactly. He just couldn't love himself, and I think that's where his problems came. But by the end, I, I was there. The strangest thing actually happened when he was passing away. Um, I kept saying to the nurses, any time, day or night, you call me when he's going to go, because I you know just in case I wasn't there and um I usually put my phone I don't sleep with it in my bedroom it stays in the front room and it switches off at nine o'clock in at night but this particular I think it was a Wednesday I'd had a bit of a problem with my relationship at home and I I had kept my phone in the bedroom and then it was on silent and it got a bit late maybe half past 10 and I thought oh I'll just go and put it out there now I looked at it and the phone was ringing it was the hospice and it had come down now my wish was to be with him, holding his hand when he passed on, and I got that wish. I, I, I was there with him, holding his hand, and said, you can go now, Dad, and, and then he, he passed on. So he on. waited for you. Yeah. And he knew Someone that told you, me to... Yeah, he knew that you would be there and you'd be holding yeah. his hand. Yeah. That's so, that is so lovely. Yeah. Well, I think that you're an inspiration, and I think that you're going to do work for organisations that help women in particular struggling in certain areas because you have done that mm-hmm. with relationships and and I think that you managed to get out of a situation that could really have been a lot more difficult than it was mm-hmm. yeah and you're it's it's admirable what you've done I think thanks Sally yeah you're and you're your work is going to go through the roof because you've you've made a decision that do you know what I'm going to carry on, mm. um, and it's all about just isn't it one foot in front of the other? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, because not only are you struggling with the loss and the grief of your dad, you're actually always struggling. You're also struggling with the loss and the grief of a relationship mm-hmm. because you wanted that relationship to work. Hundred percent. Yeah, I. I gave my all but that was the problem I gave everything (laughs) yeah and you got nothing back Mm. Uh, and it was just take 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 so I think that you've 
you're doing really well. Thanks, Sally. Yeah, I'm, I'm gunning forward, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been so lovely you coming in and me being able to talk to you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Like the things you've said, I'm kind of blown away. Like my best friend, Alex, like, that's crazy. Yeah. All well, these things. Well, she wants only the best for you. Yeah. Which is really, you know, that's amazing. Who's Vicky? Um, she, I've had an agent called Vicky. I've had um, a friend from school years ago. I haven't spoke to since we were about... No, I think it might be the agent. Yeah. So I don't think things ended badly there because no. she's going to be in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah, she sometimes... And let's keep our fingers crossed, hey, for Strictly. Oh, yes, that would be a dream. I mean, would it be? That would be amazing. <laughs> you see me doing my tango around the, around the oh, street. Oh, yeah, yeah, the salsa. We love that, don't we? The Latin. Oh, I mean, yeah. you'd be perfect for that. Yeah. Look at your legs. Perfect <laughs> legs for that. Um, well, everybody, hasn't it been lovely speaking to Jess? And that's Afterlife. Well, that's Afterlife. Thank you so much for listening. And I do hope you make sure you listen to next week's podcast. If you would like to join my podcast, all you have to do is to get in touch with us by WhatsApp. We can answer any questions that you might have. And who knows, you may be on next week's episode. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Then you need to send a text to this number. I'm just going to read it out. 75 And you never know, you might be joining me live on next week's podcast. Don't forget, everyone, I'm on all my socials. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, at Sally Morgan TV. I'm on Facebook. I'm on supporters page. I am there waiting for you. See you next week. <laughs>